Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Company of Wilmington, Delaware, makers of better things for better living through chemistry, presents the Cavalcade of America. Tonight's star, Joan Fontaine. Tonight's Dupont Cavalcade, starring Joan Fontaine as Mary Murray begins on a farm in old Manhattan Island. It is a day in September, 1776. In the dining room of a big square mansion house atop Murray Hill, Robert Murray and his wife Mary are seated at the table. I'm sorry I was late for breakfast, Robert. I was up on the roof watching the battle. Those guns seem uncommonly loud today. What seems to be happening? There are five British frigates anchored at the mouth of Newton Creek. They're bombarding the fortifications at Kipps Bay. Sounds as though Sir William Howe planned to land his redcoats there. General Putnam's forces have already been pushed back nearly a quarter of a mile. Oh, I hope Howe drives the rebels straight into the Hudson. Oh, but I know they are loyal to the crown, but such thoughts are not charitable. I'm sorry, my dear. Pray don't be angry with me. Oh, I'm not angry, Robert. Only sometimes I wish... Yes? I, I don't know, Robert. It's not the same with us somehow. We seldom go to a meeting anymore and do not speak Quaker plain speech even when we're alone. Quaker plain speech is all very well in Philadelphia, my dear. In New York, they think our V's are a bit too fancy. Do V think it think me too fancy for New York? Not too plain, I'll warrant. Now go and get your traps together. We must be on our way or we'll miss the stage for Philadelphia. I'm not going to Philadelphia, Robert. Not going? No, we will be gone some time, Robert. Besides, there's a business trip, and I should only be in the way. I don't like the idea of leaving you here alone, especially if Sir William Howe plans to invade Manhattan Island. Well, surely I have nothing to fear from Sir William Howe. You've often told me what an excellent gentleman he is. It's not Sir William I'm worried about. It's that rabble army of Washington. I thought they were to be driven into the Hudson. Well, uh... You may get away, and they'll be roaming about like gypsies, living off the land. Well, I shan't grudge them a potato or two. Mary, you're being obstinate and foolish. Well, I, I'm sorry I displeased you to be Robert, but I, I'm not going to Philadelphia. What's your real reason for wanting to stay? Hmm? I'm, a, I'm a rebel spy. 
I have a rendezvous with General Washington. Indeed, and I wouldn't be surprised. Mary, for the last time, will you come with me? No, Robert. Oh, I learned long ago that when you are set upon a thing, there is no use joining the issue with you, Mary. I will inquire in the town how imminent the danger is. If I'm satisfied as to your safety, I will go on alone. If not, I will return for you and will expect you as my wife to obey me. As I want you, Robert, I will always obey you. In other matters, I must obey my conscience. Come up to the roof and look. There's the most fearful thing to see. Prudence, what? The river, ma'am. It's swarming with British boats. Oh. Hundreds of them all headed this way. Oh, well, wait, wait a moment. I'll get Mr. Murray's side guard. Uh, uh, here it is. But what can it mean, ma'am? You never saw so many boats. Where can they have come from? Prudence, I'm myself. Yes, ma'am. Then, then look. They're landing and the red coats are coming in shore. Yes, and our soldiers are being pushed back this way. Prudence. What? What did you see, ma'am? The man on the white horse. Is it? Yes. Take, take the side out and see for thyself. Do we recognize him? Well, I, I never did see him in the flesh, but is it General Washington? Yes, and if they look at his features through the glass, he will see the promise that, that all will be well. Oh, I do see it, ma'am. I do. Oh, but the poor soldiers. They do look sorry, lot. Oh, yes, Miss. It's been some time since my husband left. He must have thought we'd be safe after all. We'd better get ready for them when they come by this farm. Ready for them, ma'am? In what way? Well, they will be wounded, and we can tear up the sheets for bandages, and they will be hungry. Uh... Have Luther bring the wash pots and start boiling water. Oh, ma'am, uh, tell Patterson to take the wagon into town and buy tea, as much as he can carry, and, and as many soup bones as the butchers will spare him. But it's Mistress Murray. Are you going to try to feed a whole army and, and dress their wounds with but one wagon load of supplies? Will they forget prudence? We're not the only patriots about. There are others. Oh, together we will manage. <laughs> Go fetch some. Here, take the lantern. Yes, ma'am. Oh, who is it? Who's there? It's only me, lad. Don't be afraid. Oh, oh my dear, dear husband. <laughs> You're alive and safe. Alive, at least. Have you missed me, Prudence? Oh, Jonathan, you'll never know. Oh, you'll never know. I can scarce believe it's really you. <laughs> Oh, but I do believe from the look of you that the war is aged you a little. Ah, uh, it's not the fighting that wears upon us. It's always retreat. I tell you, most of the men have a mind to retreat once and for all, back to our homes. Oh, Jonathan, have you deserted? No. Is that why you're here? No, no, they're moving us to the north to join Heath's forces at Harlem Heights. Oh. But how goes it with you and Mistress Murray? Oh, I worry so about it, Jonathan. Huh? She taxes her strength to the breaking point. Caring for the wounded and worrying about our cause. And I think she's worrying what Mr. Murray will do when he returns and finds what she's been up to. And well, she might. Thick skinned old toys that he is. Oh, he's a good man, Jonathan. Just mistaken, that's mm, all. Maybe not so mistaken. 
Even the most ardent patriots are saying now that independence is a long way off. Between the hardships of tyranny and the misery of endless war, who's to choose? Well, we've already chosen, Jonathan. Huh? And we'll win. I don't doubt that now. You've been up here on the roof for hours watching. You'd better go in and take a rest. Yes, it, it's all over now. It was a retreat, all right. Our forces had to leave Kip's Bay. But they got away all right now? Yes, they got away. They're retreating across the island to the Hudson. I don't think the British realized their advantage, or they'd have moved their lines farther inland before now. Well, so much the better for us, ma'am. I fixed you some broth. Will you come and eat it now? Wait a moment. There's someone on horseback coming up the drive. Oh, well, it's General Washington, ma'am. He's coming to this home. Oh, God, let him in, Prudence. I'll unlock the silver tea service and, and bring up a bottle of Mr. Murray's best Madeira wine. Yes, ma'am. Well, I must go now. I just stopped by to thank you for doing what you could for our wounded. Cannot be rest a little longer, General. You seem so woefully tired. Not tired, madam. Sick at heart. Luckily, Sir William Howe is overcautious and did not follow up his advantage after his landing at Kipps Bay. For our troops and even their officers were in the state of abject panic. Are these the men with whom I am to defeat an empire and build a new nation? No, General. Not these men alone. These men and the great truth they fight for. These men and the people whose will for freedom cannot be crushed by any defeat. The fact remains, today may see the end of our dreams of liberty. Yet, strangely enough, your words lift up my spirits, Mistress Murray. Goodbye. Goodbye. God speed you, General. Mistress Murray, what an honor to have General Washington call at our house. Aye, but he was so worried. Well... Prudence, if Jonathan spoke truly, General Washington hopes to halt the retreat and move General Putnam's forces to the north, but the British are already on the march. Now, Jonathan always speaks truly, ma'am. Well, if Howe reaches the crossroads before General Putnam, our men will be captured. General Washington as much as told me so. Oh, ma'am. But there is yet one hope. What's that, ma'am? The British troops will pass this house on their way west. It's the only road. Yes. They will stop, for there is a well at the crossroads, and the weather is uncommonly warm. When they do, I intend to invite Sir William Howe for a glass of wine. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And, Prudence, I want thee to look thy prettiest and show him every courtesy, and I will do the same. If we can delay him, General Putnam could get his troops safely out of Sir William's reach. It will not be easy for me to be civil to such a man. He is not unhandsome, Prudence, and I hear he has a most engaging manner. He may not find it so difficult as he thinks. Wonderful day, Kyle. 
Looks like a bit of England. Uh, the Murray Farms of William. I've heard of it. And of its delightful mistress. I hear she's a most delightful woman. Most delightful. Hmm. You're sure the Murrays are loyal to the crowd? Oh, my dear Sir William, there isn't any question. Good day, gentlemen. Inform your mistress that Sir William Howe and Governor Tryon are calling. Uh, yes, sir. Won't you step inside, gentlemen? After you, Tryon. Oh, thank you. What a wickedly hot day. Pleasantly cool in here, though. Sir William Howe and Governor Tryon, ma'am. Oh, my dear Sir William. Dear lady, may I say that you're even lovelier than I have heard. And they are even more expert in the art of flattery, Sir William. And welcome to Murray Hill, Governor. Your servant, madam. Great, come in. Thank you. Uh, Sir William, may I present my companion, Mr. Prudence Norton. <laughs> Most decorative companion. Are those blushes for me, dear girl? Your pardon, sir. I, I never met a governor before. <laughs> Did you hear that, Sir William? Never met a governor before. <laughs> uh, governors are always human, dear girl. Pray make yourselves comfortable, gentlemen. Prudence, pour some wine for our guest. Is it Madeira, ma'am? Madeira? Let me see that bottle, young woman. Is it to your liking, my lord? To my liking? Excellent. And the vintage proper, too. How long have you had it? Three years. Fill the glasses, Putin. Not a very hearty drinker, your husband. He's much attached to business matters and has not much leisure for drinking wine at home. Oh, pity he's not here. I should have taken him to task for neglecting so admirable a wife. Oh, thank you. Your Excellency? Oh, oh thank you, dear child. Sir <laughs> William? Ah, pick up your glasses, dear ladies. I propose a toast to that rascal George Washington. May he get what he deserves. Exactly, Sir William. May he get what he deserves. Ah, this is a most welcome diversion from war, madam. I would that we could prolong it, but we have a rendezvous with that scoundrelly rebel Putnam. Uh, General Putnam? Uh-huh. Oh, but that... Uh, he passed by here early this morning. Uh, didn't he, Prudence? Oh, oh yes, ma'am. Passed by here? Oh, you must be mistaken. No, he, uh, he, he sent his aide to the door to beg permission to walk his horses. I saw him quite distinctly at the end of the drive. Well, well, the rascal has eluded us. We'll catch up with him. His troops were in no condition to undertake a forced march. The man must be demented. <laughs> He's out with it himself this time. Their progress will be slow. So slow that we needn't start after them for another hour at least. Oh, good. Good. Uh, um, may I uh, may I help myself to another glass of your excellent Madeira, dear lady? By all means. Meantime, I think I'll just ride over to the high road and see if my staff has heard any new word of Putnam's movement. Oh, no. Uh, what? Well, I mean, uh, oh, pray let me send my manservant for these Sir William to fetch them here. It's such a cruelly hot day, and as we are in no great hurry, it will be my pleasure to invite all to join us for, for high tea. Will that not be a burden upon such short notice, Mrs. Murray? Oh, there will be plenty for all, but uh, we will need more wine. Um, come, Prudence, I'll help thee fetch more Madeira, if you will excuse us for a moment. For such an excellent cause, with pleasure, ladies. I'm acting my part sadly. Oh, they are doing very well, Prudence. 
Some of the time was charmed with thy exquisite manners. Oh, but his shameless, bold glances, man. My Jonathan would be in a frenzy. Oh, I thought Jonathan would be proud of thee. Now, prudence, we've gained a mile, but it may not be sufficient. Yes. And it will not be so easy to gain Sir William's entire staff. One of them is likely to become uneasy and suggest sending a party to scout the countryside for news of General Putman's movements. We must detain them in this house, Putin, so that not one eludes our surveillance. Well, then I hope they are not all so bold as his excellency, ma'am. Oh, well, there's safety in numbers, Putin. So, take the dog cart and drive to all the neighboring farms. Yes. Invite the ladies to join us for high tea and bid them wear their most becoming gowns. Yes, ma'am, I'll set out at once. And another thing, Putin. Yes, ma'am. It will be easier for thee to excuse thyself from time to time. So keep a watch from the roof wherever they can get away and let me know the progress of General Putnam's march. But, ma'am, h- how can I tell you in front of the others? Oh, yes, they're right. Uh, well, we need a cipher of some kind. Let's see. Uh, oh, pretend that they went out to look at the weather vane. Now, if our troops are on the march, but moving slowly, say, the sky is full of clouds... But there's a breeze from the south. A breeze from the south. And if they're nearing the crossroads, say, I think they may pass us by. I think they may pass us by. And if they are doubtful, then say, I think they may pass us by unless the wind changes before nightfall. Changes before nightfall. Yes. Then I'll know we must keep the British staff here at the rest of the day at all costs. <laughs> Fontaine in Mary of Murray Hill on the Cavalcade of America, brought to you by the DuPont Company, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. The DuPont Cavalcade continues, starring Joan Fontaine as Mary Murray. This Quaker lady, an American patriot, is entertaining the commander of the British forces invading Manhattan Island, Sir William Howe and his staff, in an effort to detain them until the American forces can retreat to safety. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I propose a toast. Mistress Murray, and all these delightful ladies, I lift my glass to the lady who has given us this afternoon this moment of beauty and gaiety in the midst of this terrible war. Thank you, Sir William. And now shall we repair to the drawing room? For a few moments only, dear lady. We still have Rascal Putnam to catch before nightfall. Oh, it is not yet mid-afternoon, and the days are long at this time of year. Besides, my friends have come a long way and worn their Sunday best to welcome me. Yes, yes, by all means, Sir William. We can't disappoint these ladies. Besides, your men deserve this respite. Well, this is certainly a welcome diversion for my officers and probably good for morale. Very well, another hour. Well, I, I fear there are not enough chairs to go around. Perhaps we'd better sit in the library. We can still hear the music and you can look over my husband's book. Yes, yes. Uh, we might be interested, too, your excellency. Uh, 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 Mistress Murray, 
I, I think I'll go and look for that uh, charming companion of yours. Oh, well, here she is now. Prudence, would they have the wine brought in here? Ma'am, I- I'm sorry to have been away so long. I thought I heard cannon fire, but it was only thunder. Really? Yes, the sky is full of clouds, but there's a breeze from the south. I think they will pass us by, unless the wind changes before nightfall. I see. There's warm weather we have here in America. Pouring rain one minute and blazing sun the next. Jogging along in the mud even in fair weather. Look, look at these boots. Oh. Oh. Oh, uh, forgive me. Uh, Luther, please. Uh, yes, ma'am? Help the gentlemen off with their boots and, uh, Luther, clean them. Well, oh, no. No, 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 dear lady. They're too kind of them. Well, we, we really couldn't, you know. Oh, why not? One can't very well sit in the company of ladies in his stocking feet. Oh, they have stayed much too much in town, Your Excellency, and still have much to learn about American country customs. Well, you mean that sort of thing is done? Why, in wet weather, it is not uncommon for the country gentlemen to leave their boots at the door. Oh, well, in that case, uh, go ahead, boy. There's one boot. Where's the other? Come, Sir William, off with him. Here's mine. But mind you make haste. Uh, clean them carefully, Luther. And if they are damp, put them by the kitchen fire to dry. Close to the fire. Can't understand why it's taking that boy so long to clean those boots. Oh, oh, a plague on the boots. I'm having a capital time. Uh, shall we join the party in the drawing room? Uh, Juan, I don't wish to be impertinent, but aren't you taking a little too much wine? Oh, no, it clears the head. You must keep a clear head. I'm a bit worried. Have you noticed that our hostess seems uncommonly anxious to keep us here? <laughs> yes, I, I have indeed. I've heard, despite her affirmations, that she's been known to talk American independence a good deal. I wonder. Oh, ma'am, I'll never forgive myself. Now, Prudence, don't take on so. It was not my fault. Of course it wasn't your fault, dear girl. What wasn't her fault? Uh, Your Excellency, Sir William, a most unfortunate thing has happened. Uh, your boots. Where are our boots? Luther oh, put them on the kitchen house to dry. And... and and what? And I moved them closer to dry them more quickly. And they caught fire and just burned to a crisp. There, there, buddy. I'm sure they have an extra pair. It so happens, madam, that the officer's boots were among the supplies left behind on Long Island. Oh, well, well they are welcome to borrow a pair of my husband's boots, but uh, he has such a small foot. Uh, uh, Mistress Murray, Sir William was just voicing to me his suspicion that you are trying to detain us here for a purpose. Oh, sir, they, they forced me to make a most painful confession. Of course. My suspicions were not groundless. Well, it is true that I tried to detain you, Sir William. I I saw no harm in it. My husband is away so much from home, and it is so lonely here in the country. I I beg thee have pity on a woman's weakness, sir, and do not judge me too hard. No, no, of course. Mrs. Murray, pray accept my abject apologies. 
I had no idea that you, uh, are, uh, that my high regard for you was reciprocated. Then B and the staff will remain in touch with us. Well, I see no reason why we can't catch up with Putnam later. Do you how? Well... Well, we can't very well chase after him in our stocking feet. But if Putnam gets away... Well, he'll still have New York, and that's what we set out to gain. Well, <laughs> if poor old Washington gets a night's sleep for it, well, oh, we, we all need a little rest. Uh, we can leave later. Yes. Why not? That will be splendid. Yes. Yes, indeed, Sir William. That will be splendid. Mary, Mary, I started back the moment I heard the news. What a fearful ordeal you must have been through. It is good to have you back at home, Robert. Oh, but they need not have worried about me. But the invasion, the terrible battle. Oh, battle? There was a little skirmish on the edge of the woods near the property line, and uh, by the way, uh, Sir William Howe stopped to call on us. Sir William called? Yes, sir. Governor Tryon was with him. They were joined eventually by Sir William's staff officers, and some of our ladies hereabouts also attended. Oh, sounds quite gay. Sorry I missed them. I should like to have discussed the war with them. Did they voice any opinions to you? They seemed to think both sides needed a little rest. Uh, after Prudence burnt up their boots, that is. Burnt up their boots? Mary. <laughs> and I'm afraid the Madeira's all gone, Robert. The rebels? No, uh, General Washington had only one glass. Washington? Washington was here? Mary, tell me exactly what went on here while I was gone. General Washington only stopped by to thank me for setting up the hospital for his wounded men. Hospital? Mm. Prudence and I taught the seats for bandages. Oh, you'll be the death of me yet, Mary. Oh, I'm sorry, but it was my duty, Robert, as a friend. Who drank the rest of the Madeira? Governor Tryon drank most of it. I'm afraid that he had to apologize to Prudence for his behavior. I don't blame him if he burnt up his boots. Oh, he, he wasn't angry, Robert. Quite the opposite. Uh, I'm not sure about Sir William, though. He was a perfect gentleman about it, but unfortunately, General Putnam's army got away while Sir William's orderly was out hunting for some new boots for him and his excellency. So we still have an army left to fight another day. Mary, did you have Sir William Howe's boots deliberately burned to help the rebels get away? Robert, but uh, what if I did? Isn't the cause of freedom worth any act, the large as well as the small? You may be right, Mary. I must say that in Philadelphia I saw and heard surprising things. I had not known so many of the people favored the cause of independence. They did not even know how I felt or would not let myself believe it. They are a good man, Robert, and I love thee, but sometimes he seems a little blind. Well, mind you, I don't approve. But, darling, I am proud of your courage. Did he not approve to Robert just a wee bit? All right. Just a wee bit. Ah, then I'll make thee a patriot yet if I have to burn my boots to do it. Thanks to Joan Fontaine and the Cavalry Players for tonight's story. Next week, 
star of the DuPont Cavalcade will be Dave Clark. Our play, The Case of Harold Thomas. Be sure to listen. Tonight's DuPont Cavalcade, Mary of Murray Hill, was written by Robert Tallman, was adapted from the book Women in American History by Grace Humphrey. Joan Fontaine appeared with the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and may currently be seen co-starring with Joseph Cotton in Hal Wallace's September Affair. Music was composed by Arden Cornwell and conducted by Donald Boyes. The program was directed by John Zoller. This is Cy Harris speaking. Don't forget next week, Dane Clark. The Cavalcade of America comes to you from the stage of the Velasco Theater in New York and is sponsored by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware. Makers of better things for better living through chemistry. Thank <laughs> you.